get a cup of coffee in here, please? January 17th, 2022, and my wife made the coffee this morning, not I, and so it's not perfect. If I didn't do it, it can't be perfect, said the control freak, but good morning. I am dealing with coffee as I have it, and I hope you are too. Damn good coffee and hot, not really. It's good coffee. Not as good as if I would have made it. Good morning. So much to whine and complain about today. I don't even know where to begin. Everything I've ever done in my life, I start it with the best of intentions, get into it full-heartedly, go for it. And then, at some point, I end up regretting on <laughs> wondering why I ever started doing it. And so here we are. And I know why I started doing it, but um this week with the Polython bit off more than I could chew. Knew I was doing it when I decided to do it. Overwhelmed a little bit by the magnitude of it. I've overhyped it. And I'm kind of burnt out already, and we haven't even begun. And I have some bad news now. I know we don't have a huge audience with us yet, and uh, Carl and Jamie don't even know this yet. Um, but I've heard from uh, <laughs> in his book of world records. I'm sorry, somebody somebody's contacted me from YouTube there. I don't know what the hell it's about. I was, I'm not going to read it now. I'll read it after or on the break or something. Got contacted by um, Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, a couple of things. It seems some guy in India has claimed the world record now for li- uh, continuous video live stream at 45 hours and 46 minutes. So in order for me to own that record, I have to go 45 hours and 40, uh, 47 minutes at least, probably 46 hours to be safe. And if I'm going for 46, might as well go for 48. I don't know. But it threw a, plan, uh, a monkey wrench in the plants for 40 hours immediately. Now, Guinness Book is, uh, do I need them to necessarily recognize? Yes, I do. But... Well, I need to break the record as far as what they're saying the record is. Do I need to be in the book? Maybe not. Because uh, also in the letter they sent me, they want $5,000 for me to be listed in the Guinness Book of World Records. If I'm going to well, give $5,000 to anybody right now, it would probably be to the cause uh, for Andy's um, aftercare 
not necessarily to be listed in some book that really is a meaningless thing. I mean, I could still say I own the record, and I probably could say that right now, and nobody could really fucking dispute that <laughs> because it's not a legal thing. I don't know. But I'm thinking we're going to end the show at 40 hours, but not necessarily end the stream at 40 hours. In other words, have an after party. And just uh, once we get to the 40-hour mark, put the link out there. And it's going to be overnight, so nobody's going to really want to join anyway. Be uh, Late night, Saturday night. Actually, it won't be that. It'll be 10 p.m. on the West Coast. So uh, maybe there will be some people that might want to join for a short period of time. But I just want to put the link out there to the public at that point and say, anybody want to uh, join the after party, come on the show like a... Um, I don't like one of those big Zoom parties where a lot of people join in. I'm thinking that's the way to go. I definitely want to break the record. This guy threw a, this Indian guy threw a, a monkey wrench into the whole plan, which is claim of 45. And I guess it's been verified because uh, Guinness Book is backing it up 45 hours and 46 minutes. I'm feeling like, uh, yeah. Good morning, Keely, Jamie Keely. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering if that's really Jamie or that's Keely. Good morning, Keely. <laughs> anyway, um, not sure exactly how to handle that. Uh, and uh, beyond that, the, the whole thing has become a really, really difficult thing to manage. A lot of people, although they've committed to the time, uh, committed to doing the show, have not ex- picked the time yet. And this is getting a little frustrated. People, some people have changed time several times. We're keeping a spreadsheet of the people who have uh, said they are going to keep uh, pick a time, and we have twenty eight of those, I believe, have actually picked the time to be on, so we can schedule them. Uh, but several more have not. People who have not yet picked the time, although I've sent emails and they're responding on Twitter saying this will be fun, and they're they're definitely going to do it. They just haven't picked the time yet, and, you know, it's getting late. We want to put them on the schedule. So Christine Levine has not yet picked the time. Uh, Billy Wayne Davis has not pick, yet picked the time. Brendan Walsh has not yet picked the time. Paul Provenda has not yet picked the time. Those are the big ones that have not yet picked the time. Still don't uh, have not ever heard back from Dan St- uh, Doug Stanhope, Doug, Dan St- Stughope. Doug Stanhope on the emails I sent to him. I doubt he's even read them. If he has read them, he's ignoring them. So don't think he's going to be part of this at all um, unless unless he has an epiphany at the last moment and says, yeah, sure, I should be part of this. People are going to w- would wonder, even though I'm sure he's done enough for Andy already. Um, enough said there. Uh, and doesn't owe him to showing up on the, my be a little pot potathon to try to push the uh, total up to thirty thousand or above would be nice to have him here. Dan Stughope, I think we can get Dan Stughope. <laughs> Good morning, Carl. Carl, did you hear the news? I'm not sure if you were with me. I just announced that a guy in India has claimed the world record for uh, longest continuous live video live stream at uh, forty five hours and forty six minutes which means I have to go for 46 hours to own the record. Um, which I have no problem doing it, but I'm considering uh, ending the show where we have it ending at mid uh, one, one o'clock in the morning 
on the 22nd, but keeping the live stream going and then turning it into a, an uh, after party. That's what I'm thinking we're going to do. Uh, and just putting the link out there on the uh, social media saying anybody who wants to join us now for the after party, it's open for the next five hours, six hours. I have to put in that six extra hours now. Don't even know if I can make it another six, 40 hours was pushing it, six, six hours. I might just want to watch me sleep. <laughs> but also the fact that Guinness uh, Book uh, is trying to extort me for $5,000 to include the listing in their world records. Then spring this on me now, and it will take six to seven weeks to get in there. I'm really, really feeling like I don't need to be in the book at this point. Five. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Carl says he's in. That's good. I, and Jamie says sold, so I'm imagining that means he's in. And it'll be a Saturday morning. It's not like people are working. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but being in the book, paying five grand to be in the book, I, at this point, I really, if I'm going to pay $5,000, I'm just going to burn $5,000. I'd rather just give it to Andy's aftercare and push the goal up there myself. I haven't checked to see what it is currently. Do need to kind of, I'm reluctant to be too much of a hard ass or a pest or, or and just a pain in the ass to push people to pick a time. But we really need to get people to pick a time, especially those four big names that I, I mentioned so we can ca have the... Because it's going to be a clusterfuck as it is anyway, trying to keep things organized and not run over and, and keep people on schedule as it is. Some people think they're just going to pop in random and just be in... And, okay, bring them on. Uh, that would... that I'm kind of okay with that but it, it's going to make for a sloppy show anyway and as i started the program this morning i said there everything in my life i start with the best of intentions and then end up wondering why i started this i know i started this for a good cause to help andy out but it you know it's it's one of those things i almost wish i never did it it's, it's i took spend a whole weekend on contacting people now mts records is supposed to take up a bunch of slots uh for live performances we have quite a few musical live performances that will be on uh but they haven't picked their times yet they're gonna do it today i don't have a problem with saying with them you know by do it by the end of t today so we know uh who's gonna be on when when they're gonna be on and all that kind of stuff ah uh, but it's gonna it's it's a huge monumental thing and i think the logistics of it are, are going to be a nightmare and it, somehow it's probably going to end up looking i hate to say this less than 100 percent professional uh but we're going to do the best we can and, and you know be proud of what whatever i i can put out there and hopefully the you know keep don't lose sight of the goal with the goal is to get the um the donations up to about thirty thousand dollars or more, or more. That's important to say, or more. Um, I'm going to just check and see what the totals at right now. Where is it? Okay, I think it hasn't changed. It's at twenty one thousand six hundred and sixty two. So we need uh, three hundred and thirty eight. No, yeah, eight thousand three hundred and thirty eight dollars. 
to get to uh, to three thousand, thirty thousand. I think it's doable. Now, I did come up with an idea, but I need some help from some people who can contact Dan Stughope <laughs> because uh, about getting the guitar signed. Um. Hello, Gamer Lab. Uh, you're new here. I don't know uh, you. If you can give us your name, that would be nice. Gamer Lab One. Hello, first time here. Nice to see you. Um, what I want to do is ship the guitar to the Funhouse. Have everybody there sign it. Send them uh, a resend uh labels for ups or whatever we fedex whatever however we get it there so have them all sign it put it back in the box and then ship it on to uh the person who wins the auction or you know who buys the guitar that's that would be the plan if we could get that happening now i need to contact mr stughope (laughs) and ask if he's okay with that i just don't want to send the guitar there and (laughs) hope for the best um, so if anybody has any way, I asked Linda, cause I know you love Linda, uh, Linda Allen, if she wouldn't mind tweeting at him, cause I know he loves her and he'll, he'll, he'll pay attention to her tweet about, about the program. So, but would be great if we could just have a really easy, short and simple conversation. Is it okay if we send the guitar there, have people sign it and put it back in the box and send it that's what I'm hoping to do. If anybody has a line, and of course Andy has a line, but I don't want to bother Andy now. This is a crucial week for him. He's probably stressing out about this thing, and it shouldn't be. Uh, and, you know, to me, this this is a good thing. Getting it, getting the surgery over with, and getting on with the recovery is a great thing. Not to be stressed over, but I'm I'm sure I can say that. But if it were me, I would be fucking stressing. If nobody likes it. Even though he's probably, <laughs> I know Andy's probably looking for, forward to the anesthesia part of it. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, anyway. So that's where we're at. So um, I can share what we have now with people. And this would be a good thing because I'll probably cut this up and then be able just to show the video to people uh, who have not yet picked the time and say, this is what's left open as of now. As of, what is it, 9.15 um, on Monday morning. These are what's, what's open. Uh, we have... At 9.15 a.m. on this, on Thursday, Jan, James Inman at 10 p.m., 10 a.m., Sandro Locoliano, uh, he's uh, Guido Gaguz, if you don't uh, know who Sandro is, uh, then Kristen Becker, and then Chris Monty, uh, and then Glenn Wall, where Jamie will be taking over for that one, and Brett Erickson, then Scott Curtis uh, with Jamie, we have a blank spot with Jamie that needs to be filled. Then Jeremy Nori, uh, who is a UFO guy, uh, a filmmaker who is a you know UFO, uh, all that kind of, and cannabis, but uh, Bigfoot. He makes a lot of films. He does like, uh, I think he's got like 40 documentaries out. He does like 10 documentaries or seven or eight documentaries a year. Help, I'm locked under a desk. What do you mean? Why are you locked under a desk? Get out of there, 
run, run away. Oh, um, so where was I? Uh, so then Andrea Sut, who is a uh, actress and model and um, teacher, philosopher. Uh, she's been on the program before. She's just going to come by and let us know what she's been doing lately, and we'll uh, talk to her about. Uh, and Carl is scheduled to do that. I don't know how comfortable Carl will be with doing that kind of interview with her, but I, I'll i be on board or still around and still conscious to help with that. Then Jackie Ray, Neiman Jones, who is a star of the worst film ever made. I'm proud of it. A sci-fi film from the 50s uh, called... I want to say, I got it wrong yesterday was called, or Saturday was called, I said Thanos' hands of time. It's Mano's hands of fate. Uh, her father was the uh, star, uh, was a star and director of the movie. She was the child star of the movie, uh, Jackie Ray Neiman Jones. Then the fabulous Sam Talent will be with Carl for a uh, half hour. Then Rich Walker, comedian, uh, will be with Jamie. Uh, then there's a Blank spot uh, in the afternoon that needs to be filled. And Craig Mitchell, uh, com- former stand-up comedian, now host of Off the Cuff Cooking uh, uh, online on YouTube, will is it Off the Cuff? Yeah, Off the Cuff uh, Cooking uh, will be with Carl and Jamie uh, doing a, probably a, a short cooking segment. And then Andy Baker, uh, another fat guy cooks, who might do another uh, cooking segment, a little more of the variety element to the whole thing. Then a couple of blank spots where uh, Carl and Jamie could just um, probably fill about talking about penises and and whatever they talk about. They like to talk about penises, I believe. I think that's their favorite subject. Uh, and then Brett Brock will be doing an hour. So that's a cool one. And we can kind of um, talk to him while he's doing his drawings and stuff and show some of his other work. Uh, so that, that should be a good uh, segment. Show, show off some of his, his great work. Then I have a blank segment because uh, people keep moving around at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm hoping to get Christine Levine in there or Brendan Walsh, but I haven't heard from him or Billy Wayne Davis. Any one of those three in that spot would be good. Got to get in touch with them and ask them to nail it down. Then Henry Phillips, which I thought Henry Phillips also has a cooking show, Henry's Kitchen, but Henry's probably going to play some music for us and, uh, you know, talk a little and play a song or two. Uh, then Augie Smith. Then we have Blank Spots, which, again, could be Brendan, could be Christine Levine, could be Billy Wayne Davis, could be Paul Provenza, any of those people sliding into those uh, four spots that are currently open. I think one of them will probably be taken by... Uh, somebody from MTS Records doing a live performance piece. Then John Pavaramo, comedian, will be with us at 11.30. Tommy Chong at midnight. Um, Tommy's been moved around three times already, and it, it might get moved again. It's 9 p.m. his time. I don't think he's going to be moving it any later in that day. He might opt for the next day. We'll see. That's still up in the air. Logan Fry, uh, who is a filmmaker who's done a couple of films this year. He's done some Bigfoot films. and He's uh, kind of a funny guy. Might come on. Uh, Who knows what he's going to do. It's not a serious interview type of thing. And then all through the night, blank spots left. And it's going to be hard to get guests through this all through the night period on Saturday. Then Friday is still wide open. We have... 
first guest is uh, in the morning, a Jeff Dwoskin comedian and podcast host of Live from Detroit. Uh, it's the Jeff Dwoskin show. Uh, we'll be on at 9.30. Then at 11 a.m., I have Jeff Altman. And Jeff might be calling at some point today. Hope he doesn't do it during the 9 a.m. show, thinking, not realizing I have a show, and then that, that would be a little tricky. Uh, he's supposed to be trying to get me some other people now. I had to talk with Jeff on Saturday. If you don't know Jeff, uh, star of um, uh, television and movies for a long time. He was on the Dukes of Hazzard. Um, he's uh, in Rodney Nagerfield's uh, Easy Money. Been in many movies, but uh, stuff from the one of the original lineup, the paid regulars at the comedy store uh, back in the 70s and early 80s. His best friend in the world is a guy named David Letterman. And he's been on Letterman show more than, or was on Letterman show more than anybody. Uh, uh, great comedian, Jeff Altman. Now, I talked to Jeff on Saturday, and we were talking about, because we're, what we're going to do is he's going to do a magic trick for me in this uh, format of live streaming. And I'm going to do a magic trick for him. We both created new effects just for uh, for this purpose. And I talked to Jeff, and he was telling me he's going to get some uh other magicians he said you know i i've been out of the comedy world. i can get you plenty of magicians i've been out of the comedy world for so long i don't think i could get you many comedians i don't know many of them i had to remind him uh jeff um your best friend in the world is david letterman <laughs> and so uh reluctantly i got him uh to kind of uh see but it's not gonna happen it's not going to happen. Don't get your hopes up for me getting uh, David Letterman on the program, but it would be nice. Would you could put you know, you could put me in the ground after that. I think, or just stuff me, burn me up, whatever. Mike Grief, uh, comedian, stand, former stand-up comedian and actor. Guy's been in a lot of productions. Now uh, one of the co-hosts of the uh, what is it? Big Bad Broadcast? No, Big Bad Broadcast podcast big bad broadcast radio podcast uh with john farantino craig mitchell and joe silky uh he's the co-host of that he'll be with uh carl i guess at 1 p.m on friday uh then a lot of spaces still open carlos valencia uh at 8 p.m uh with me and karen bella who's going to perform a couple of songs from her uh latest release uh and then Brother Dave will wrap up the show with me. He's got a show that night. He'll be, he might be in studio with me here. Uh, and then we'll, the after party will start. So, Carl, if you're there, we need to adjust the sheet here to after party. Now, again, we ha I have to get on these people to pick the times. We have so many commitments of people who want to, uh, who are definitely going to be on it. And they're excited to be on it, but they still have not picked their time. Got to get on them. By hook, by crook, by social media pressure, whatever it takes to get them to commit to a time, so this thing doesn't end up being a total clusterfuck. Uh, see some people in the. Uh, that's all possible. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, oh, <laughs> I just have to say, um, well, Mike Zinn is going to be with us with a uh, host of co-host of the live stream of consciousness and he's going to be picking a time later today uh pini what 
it's it's French. I don't know what you're talking about. I missed something. Uh, heard RS. That is definitely a possibility. It's, it's, Probably some truth to that rumor. And uh, on the variety side, uh, somebody, because <laughs> I mentioned variety, somebody said, I uh, uh, can't wait to see the variety element. Well, we have cooking, we have magicians, and uh, a good chance uh, we're going to talk to Christina later today that we're going to have Christina and her <laughs> lizards and snakes. I don't like spiders and snakes, uh, but, and, and that should be an interesting thing. So, uh, Christina, if, uh, and I, I think uh, you, you told Craig, I believe it was Craig, uh, that you w- would do the show. And if there was an interest, there was definitely interest. I think it would be a, a really um, cool spot if you want to pick a half hour. Uh, you just saw the what's open there. If you want, I can take a screenshot of that and send it on so you can see for yourself what's open. Um, we also have Brett Brock. So the variety element is pretty pretty solid, I think. We we have uh cooking, we have magic, we probably going to have lizards. <laughs> we're going to have a live stream of consciousness, we have actors, um we have the lady in the worst film uh, the star of the worst film ever made. Um Jeremy Nori with his uh, UFO Bigfoot stuff. The variety element is is pretty solid, I think. Uh, Mike is saying it could do one twenty six p.m. or ten thirty p.m. Is that part of six one twenty six thirty p.m. is good with Colin Jamie or what ten p.m. Let's put you in at ten p.m. Oh no, ten p.m. I want to stay for the com- comedians. Let's go. Uh, can we make this tentative? Just leaving that. Is Jesse Blaze uh, planning on coming on with you, Mike? Uh, that would be good to know. I'm I'm doing his stuff live. I apologize. <laughs> I'm I'm doing administrative work. Uh, yes, people want to see you zoo, uh, Christina. Um, so yeah, just pick a time. I mean, here it is again. This is this is the, uh, and we don't want don't want to pick these because the, I think we're gonna get. Christine Levine, Brendan Walsh, and Paul Forenza in here. Uh, these, but then we got a comedian here. Maybe we'll leave the always open for comedians. Uh, but let's see. Uh, and some of this, it might be more convenient for you to take some of these times because of your the time distance. I don't know if this makes a difference to you, but these are Eastern time. So you add seven hours to, or six hours to it. This would be 1230 noon your time. So if you want to take any of those times, that that would be really good to help fill up some of that time. Um, but other than that, uh, this would be like 8 p.m. your time to be with Jamie. Uh, 4 p.m. No, that's a little too late for you. So that would be like 10 p.m. at your time. So any of these, I guess, any of this stuff from like here, and this is Friday. Yeah. From like 11 a.m. your time or even 10 a.m. your time, right to, right up to about 9 p.m. your time uh, would work great if you could pick one of those. And I'm not watching the chat room right now. I'm on on the different page. So, oh, you're not. I'm not even showing it. There it is. Any of these between, uh, I guess, 10 a.m. your time and 9 p.m. your time. This is on Friday. 
uh, would, would look good. So please pick a time and let me know. Uh, anyway, that's what, what we have uh, going on with uh, with the lawsuit. Now, it, again, it's probably going to be a little sloppy at points. Uh, I'm working on some, and I only have a couple of days left here to do this stuff, some filler little clips that I could go to. Now, um, I just, uh, ooh, you hear that little crack? I would love to get people's opinion on whether you think paying the five grand to Guinness Book uh, is that important, it's just to get listed in the book. Because there's a guy, the guy who was still claiming to have the longest podcast, audio podcast, uh, he's not in the book. He's not in Guinness World Book. I just I checked him out last night. Uh, he's not listed in their book, but he's the one claiming to have the longest uh, audio podcast, and it's all over all his marketing stuff. The longest uh, continuous podcast ever, world record holder, and he's not. He's at like thirty six hours, and the Guinness Book had, for audio only has still has thirty seven point five hours listed. I'll break that one easy, <laughs> easy I say thirty. <laughs> Well, maybe not not easy, but I'll break that record. The uh, and uh, full intention to break the record that is now past forty hours at forty five hours and forty six minutes. Why the guy stopped fourteen minutes short of having a forty six hour thing? I don't know. Fucking makes no sense to me. But he gave me that opening, I, so I can really just go for forty six hours and dance around, knowing I have the record, put it out there like that guy from the UK is doing. Uh, without being in the record book. Is it worth paying, in your opinion, love to hear it in the chat room, five grand to be listed in the book? Uh, the animals have to be up as well. What Do the animals uh, not have good coffee? Because they should get some good coffee to get up. Uh, I don't know... Christina, if uh, you could answer this, uh, what what has am I <laughs> am I describing it right? Lizards and snakes, or is there there are other uh, other animals types that we're talking about? I, I've seen plenty of what I think are lizards, but they might not be lizards. Uh, I've seen a couple of snakes that you've had, but I haven't seen the whole the whole zoo. You say you have thirty five of them. Uh, I'm assuming most of them are lizards and snakes, but I don't know that. I'm just putting that out there because that's I'm uninformed and I'm not a smart man. We know this. Um, came up in my memories today. I'm, I'm getting off the um, <laughs> the potathon thing. I'll remove this crap for a second here. Uh, how do I remove this stream? Come on, remove stop screen. There you go. Um, See, a lot of that crap is going to be going on with me trying to figure out which buttons to push, too. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba, window. This thing. This is my neighborhood uh, 100 years ago. And that's my pretty much in my backyard right now. I mean, not literally in my backyard. It's about probably about 2,000 feet northeast of here. That's Tesla's lab. And this thing you see, uh, is the coil is what was going to be used to power the world uh, wirelessly 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago now, 110 years ago. The building is still standing. It's been renewed. Uh, 
what you see in the grass here in the front is actually a, a highway <laughs> that goes past uh it's where how we get to my house here and um the tower has fallen but there is a small replica of the tower there now uh i'm sorry i missed a part of it i i'm playing with the lizard Okay, the only question I had was what whether we were describing you as lizards and the lizards and the snake, uh, <laughs> snakes, or were there other kind of animals? That's all I was asking. Anyway, you you can continue playing with your lizard. I'll I'll start playing with mine. <laughs> anyway, the Tesla stuff. Um, the building is still there. It's now kind of like a museum. Good morning, Craig. Nice to see you here, uh, Craig. I'm going to go rehash some uh, some news about the Potathon in a moment. I'm just uh, uh, commenting on this is my neighborhood we're looking at in uh, Tesla's lab where he was uh, developing a lot of things, including the death ray. That I, I, but he didn't he didn't light the death ray up on Long Island. I believe he, he went out to Colorado to test the death ray. Uh, but this is where he, he was developing it. And that thing you see, that, that's the Tesla coil that was supposed to uh, power the entire world wirelessly, or he was at least experimenting with that. And there is a story among the neighborhood here that 1909, I believe it was, he was uh, he, he lit that thing up and lightning and uh, sparks were flying from it. And it was a cow town, lots of cows, people, you know, could see that pasture and uh neighbors were freaking out because uh, they claim the cows were levitating this is part part of the lore of uh the whole tesla thing uh so back in the day i had done for rs who's in the in the chat room right now i believe he's still there he had ran uh a publication and i started doing like a, a video uh series for a forum called it's not there visiting places uh that were local landmarks that are no longer there so i was thinking i might do one i'm just struggling for filler content uh you know gotta use the men's room i'll be right back watch this short video about it's not there i might do one there today uh at at the tesla uh thing this tesla lab what's left of it anyway it's not there the the coil. Now, Craig, if you're with us, uh, rehashing, and uh, I'm I'm, re I'm on repeat radio here. Uh, last night, I heard from the Guinness World Book people that uh, an Indian man, a fellow, not an American native, an Indian man, a man from India, <laughs> has claimed, and they have listed his uh world record for the longest video uh stream now it's not a podcast it's just him streaming stuff so it's not the same but it it's listed under the longest continuous video stream at 45 hours and 46 minutes which totally uh throws a monkey wrench in the 40 hour thing so what we're planning to do and i think we're on board with this apparently Jamie and Carl, and that's all I really need to be on board with this, uh, is ending the show as we had planned to at 1 a.m. On, on the 22nd, but not ending the stream. And then at that moment, putting a link out there to all of social media, open doors, anybody who wants to join in like a giant Zoom meeting uh, after party, uh, 
if we can make it go six hours. Of course, it's the middle of the night for a lot of people in America. Don't expect a big crowd, but who the fuck knows with crazy people. And it is Friday into Saturday, so we could get a lot of drunks. And out west, it's only going to be 10, 10 p.m., so it could be, could be something. Anyway, the idea is to have an after party for six hours open to the entire Internet. <laughs> uh and keep the fundraising going at that point too. Don't shut that off until 10, 10 p.m. on uh, on Saturday night. So uh, that's kind of the plan right now. And the other part of that is Guinness Book is asking me for five grand to list it, and I'm not sure if, if that's worth it. And I would love love to hear people's uh, opinions on that. Worth it to be listed, even though we know I'll know I have the record. Everybody will know I have the record. I'll proof of the record online that anybody could see at any time. Do I need the Guinness Book to get behind it and, and say, "Well, I'm in the Guinness Book. You look it up. Yeah, I paid five grand for this listing." I don't know. To me, it seems like a waste of money. I'd I'd rather give that money to a good cause, rather give that money to Andy's aftercare, than just throw it away. Uh, so. There's that. Moving on, what's going on today, folks? Anything in the news you want to talk about or know about or care about? Uh, yeah, and what the fuck is... Apparently, uh, anybody who tries to get... Craig, I'm replying to people on... I've gotten a lot of emails about this. You just start talking and then stop talking and you're you're talking to somebody in the chat room. We don't know what you're saying. Craig Johnson is saying, uh, laugh, laughing his ass off. Okay, and what the fuck, Guinness? What the fuck, Guinness? I think they do this. I, I'm pretty sure this is a routine for them. You claim a record, they verify it for you. For all, for them to uh, verify it, they, they charge you a fee depending on what the record you're trying to break is. And they give you a different number. Now, it's not exactly uh, $5,000, like $487.93 or something. $4,487.93, something ridiculous like that. And how are they coming up with these prices? But yeah, what the fuck, Guinness? And it, I guess this is how they make their money. This is their, this is their thing. I'm noticing the shadow on my guitar in the back there. <laughs> because I got my uh, baby Taylor out last night, and it's on the case uh, on the bench next to it, casting that shadow. The baby Taylor is the best sounding guitar I've ever played in my life, but it doesn't have a pickup in it. Uh, but I, you know, getting a lot of joy out of that last night because uh, I have a lot of acoustic guitars, man. A lot of them in my life, especially with Mikey buying six of them in the last couple of months or seven of them in the last couple of months. Uh, a lot of really fine acoustic guitars, but the very best-sounding one ever I ever played is in that case on the bench there. It's a baby Taylor that does not have a pickup in it. Just caught my eye. 5K for an intern to scrub through a stream. Right, exactly. Uh, well, I don't know if it's an intern call, but, yeah, somebody's going to have... That's basically you're paying for somebody just to... Or... Uh, I was just going to say sit up and watch it. <laughs> be part of it maybe they have to send somebody to actually sit in and watch it go down live i don't know but that's what they're asking for uh and i'm i'm conflicted by it because in some ways i feel like if i don't do it it's always that kind of oh yeah if you're not in the guinness book you got they got raj kamaji i'm sorry that's probably a racist thing to make fun of uh how indian names sound 
they ha- you have some guy in India claiming the record. Not you. Guinness Book says some guy in India owns it. Um, that would stick in my craw. It doesn't seem to bother the guy from the UK who's, who's claiming the biggest record, or the longest record for audio only. It's not bothering him at all. So maybe it shouldn't bother me. I don't know. I'm going to have to sit with this. But I appreciate your feedback and your opinions on it because I trust you people. And why? I have no idea. <laughs> the sub kid bounces on a trampoline for seven days and has a lemon day. No, that one, I don't know. Again, I don't know how they price it. Um, because they ask, are you an individual or a business? I had to tell the truth and say I'm a business, even though. So that probably affects the price. If I just said I was an individual, the price might be lower. But I can't lie and say I'm an individual and then get it taken away because they find out that it's I, I own a business and this is actually a business and um, for-profit business. So I'm betting that kid would probably be seen as an individual, and not, I don't know how they do it, but if you can look on their side. Anyway, back to the uh, where you can be of a big help, Greg. <laughs> I hate to use you, but I've got to use you. <laughs> uh, getting people to commit to a time. Uh, you got here late, so I'm repeating what I've already told people. Uh, I went through the whole list of the schedule that we have right now. Uh, four names in particular. No, they're all copy that. I'm down with it. Have not picked the time yet. And uh, one, the the four names that I'm really interested in committing to a time. Everybody else is, uh, who said this on the on the list of uh, you know comedians and people you know. Everybody has committed uh, to their time slot yet of those people, except for Paul Provenza. I will work on him. Billy Wayne Davis. I've nudged him several times. He said, yeah, copy that. But he still hasn't picked the time. If you could nudge Billy, because I know Billy loves you, give him a little nudge and say, really, you need to pick a time, man. Give it, give us a time slot. <laughs> that would be great. Christine Levine has not yet picked the time slot. Uh, I was on with her last night, and she was just telling me, you know, you need to get in touch with the Guinness World, uh, World Record people. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, and who's the other one that, that hasn't that? Oh, Brendan. Brendan Walsh has not picked the time yet. So I will I will nudge him a little bit. But if you don't mind, Craig, uh, giving Billy Wayne just uh, one more nudge. Because I've already nudged him so much, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm being a pain in the ass to him. I know he wants to do it. He's committed to doing it. He's, he's send me uh, DMs and emails. Copy that. Yeah, cool. Looking for, looking forward to it. We'll pick a friggin' time. Let us put you on the on the schedule. Schedule's looking pretty good. Uh, Carl, uh, your expert expertise. How, how do we get this schedule into like a WordPress page so I can put it on on my website and uh, direct people to it to see when their favorite comedian's going to be on when they're when the Brett Brock's, you know, the whole schedule, so they can see when the people they want to see are going to be on. I would love to be able to put that on the website uh, so that the audience has some idea of when when, when people are going to be on. Uh, can, can we take the Google spreadsheet, Google Docs spreadsheet, and convert that into a, a WordPress page? Is there an easy way to do that? Do you have any, being an IT guy, you better know this stuff. Craig might know this stuff, too. Um, 
I could suppose I could just copy and paste it, but that would look pretty ugly, wouldn't it? I don't know. You guys tell me. You're the experts. You're the IT people. Um, so that I think we're all caught up right now. As soon as I'm done saying that, somebody else will enter the chat room that needs to know this stuff, and I'll have to start all over again. Today's Betty White's 100th birthday. whoop de doo Happy birthday, Betty. Sorry you missed it. Uh, shit going on. Nothing really in the news except that crazy shit in Virginia where they're burning books. Banning books and because uh, the new governor there, uh, this is so fucking bizarre. Oh, look at this nice picture that Tom Kanapka has posted uh, on Twitter about uh, from Bisbee at night, old old Bisbee at night. Looks kind of cute. I don't know, magical, cute, nice picture. Uh, anyway, uh, banning books in Virginia because he. He ran on a campaign to abolish critical race theory, t- teaching critical race theory in school. Critical race theory is not being taught in any school in America right now. Uh, and most people who say they're for banning it can't even describe what it is. I, I have a difficult time, even though I've had four experts on the program and asked them about it. It's a legal concept and a legal construct. It's taught in law schools to people going for their law degree. And it's not, it's an elective. (laughs) It's it's not, you know, requirement. And it's in law schools. It's not in elementary school, not in one elementary school in the nation, not being taught in any high schools in the nation. And it's it's beyond what most people in their normal lives would need to or want to know about because it's, a, again, a legal construct. The only people who have a reason to know about it are lawyers. But this governor pledged, a uh, new guy in uh, in Virginia pledged to get rid of it in schools where it isn't even in school. So what they're doing is taking books that were written by people of color and banning them, taking them out of libraries and burning books. And all they do is talk about censorship. How, uh, when their favorite talking head on cable TV will get banned from Twitter. That's censorship. But burning books, because people happen to be non-white, the authors are non-white, banning them, they're not crying about that censorship. Fucking bizarre, man. Uh, and it, that's a really dangerous road we're going down. Uh, burning, burning books, banning books, getting rid of books from libraries because of, of any reason, really. Um, books are, are there to be read, and people should have an open mind. And if you're not, first of all, readers, readers are not going to be stupid people. <laughs> you can count on readers, people who are still reading books in this day and age, to have some critical thinking ability critical thinking skills it's not like you you know you see a lot of stupid people going to libraries and saying gee what what book can i read maybe and picking up a a book on a, a abstract legal construct and reading it first of all you don't see a lot of stupid people even interested in that to pick up the book and then having the capacity to be brainwashed by it it's fucking ridiculous Because some people 
just are so threatened that the white race is under attack. And here in here in the good state of Virginia, Commonwealth of Virginia, our white race is under attack. Here's the place where Charlottesville happened. Anyway, it, it's and I know I, you, politics again, politics again. That's all that's in the news though today, folks. Except for this thing where Bill Murray, uh, Bill Murray was misquoted by a bunch of um, deep state people, but it's not something that uh, Bill, Bill Murray actually said. And I don't remember. So uh, the quote that he's supposed to be saying is, so if we lie to the government, it's a felony, but if they lie to us, it's politics. Now, that's a, somebody actually said that, but it wasn't Bill Murray. Bill Murray is not a po- political guy. Uh, and why does that matter? Who, who really said, well, because if you attach things to people who are celebrities, like Morgan Freeman is often misquoted in these memes that go out on the internet. People add more weight to it, whether they should or not. Uh, they definitely do. So it's important to say, call bullshit on on stuff like that. When people are putting out, uh, well, Bill Murray says this, so it must be true. And Bill Murray's a smart guy, but and there's two parts of the problem there. First of all, you're lying to misquote, to attribute a quote to him that was said by somebody else, and we don't, I don't even know who actually really did say it, but I know it wasn't Bill Murray. You're lying on that point. And then why should we be putting that much info, emphasis and um, focus on what a celebrity has to say about politics? It's just insane. It's fucking insane. This is the world we live in. So I am very much anxious, very anxiously awaiting the asteroid uh, it would be good maybe Saturday morning when just as I get to the 46 hour mark, the asteroid will land just about then. That would be a good thing, I think. Um, some people out there who want to live, I apologize for, um, for, for saying that if you, if you're one of those people who want to live, Bill, Miller, Bill Murray lives the same day over and over and over again. So do I. I'm Bill Murray. This is my Groundhog Day. If you listen to Issues with Andy on Friday, at the end of the program, uh, I became a topic. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> but, um, you know, just it's just struck me as odd. Andy put out there, I think it was Andy who said uh, that I do this from my apartment. And from there, somehow it escalated into uh, Charlie asking, uh, uh, saying this, this is like a studio apartment. He lives in a studio apartment. This is like the my whole of my existence. What you see here. In other words, I could turn this camera around and you would see my kitchen right there. There's no kitchen there. Um, <laughs> my bed is there. I don't know. I don't live in an uh, apartment. <laughs> I don't, especially not a studio apartment. I'm a married man with a wife and a um, currently a stepson living here. He's 35 years old. I have my father-in-law. Uh, I had another stepdaughter and her husband living here for a while. It's a house. It's not a studio apartment. 
I just want to make that clear. Not that I have anything against people in studio apartments, but the reason I bring that up is Chris Monty, who I, I've friends with for a couple of years now, uh, one of my uh, close comedian friends here on Long Island now, and I've worked with him on a number of projects. He said he can't talk to me with that red light behind me. And all he really un- knows of me, and, and I've actually been with Chris in person live in places, but all he really knows of me for the last two and a half years, I guess, is the square. You see this frame, and most people, this is all they ever see of me. Uh, so this is my, the total of my entire world is this. Uh, there's a red light there, there's a blue light there, a black curtain, and a fight, fake brick wall. <laughs> and this is where he lives. Because I do three shows a day anyway, people just think, well, that's all. <laughs> that's his whole world. And in some ways, I guess it is. But you bring up Bill Murray living the same day over and over and over again. Yes. Uh, yeah. I believe you are talking at a wall. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. Good morning, Andy. I hope you're... Uh, Hope you're feeling well and not uh, too anxious. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining the conversation. If you didn't hear earlier, I have a plan. And and I know I hate to even bother you this week because I know you're getting ready. But if there's any way you could help with this, I want to have this guitar auctioned off for your aftercare. I hope Andy's still listening to this. And getting people to sign it. But getting people to sign it is... A logistical nightmare. So what I'd like to do, and I need to ask permission for this, and I don't have any contact to ask permission for this, and you do, which is why I'm addressing it to you. I'd like to be able to send it to the funhouse, have as many people there sign the guitar. I don't even care who it is. Sign it there. Send them a forward, you know, whatever, label from FedEx or UPS, whoever ends up doing it. So I want to send it to the the funhouse, have as many people there sign it, doesn't even have to be uh, Dan Stughope. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anybody from that community sign it, put it back in the box, and then ship it to the person who buys it in the auction. That would be a good thing. But I want permission. I don't want to just send it to the fun house and hope for the best. I want some permission on that. And I can't get through to anybody over there. So if you have any contact, whether you want to, uh, after the show, if you could text me on how, I, if you got any thoughts on how I might be able to get that done, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Mind Dog Day. Yeah, Groundhog Day, Mind Dog Day. You're absolutely right. We need a movie starring me in this box. <laughs> it's the same day over and over again. Fucking <laughs> perfect. Uh, Craig, Craig says, good morning, Mr. Andrus. You don't have to be so formal. You can call him Andy. <laughs> you made my kid's day when you liked her tweet. Oh. Oh, the old uh, celebrity comedian liking your tweet high. I've gotten that. I, I've had, I got that a couple of times from from celebrities who liked my tweet high. Good morning, Mr. Anderson. You made my kid. Oh, I saw that one already. I'm reading the same thing. See, it's Groundhog Day. I'm reading the same tweets over, uh, comments over and over again. Make sure the steps are. No, believe me, Carl. If he's not. No. Anyway, there's still extra rooms for you, Carl. There's a, uh, but no, he will be gone by the time you get here. But no, there's a, a whole little apartment type thing downstairs that is unoccupied right now. Not an apartment. There's no kitchen, but 
It's a uh, that's more like a studio apartment, a two room apartment down there. <laughs> you will be if you come here, you will be there, and you don't have to worry about the steps. I'm like, no, he will be out. Thirty five years old, man, and back living with mom and dad. And they came here in September. He just needed two days to figure out what his next move was. That two days turned into four and a half months so far. But if it's not resolved by like February first, uh, <laughs> Randy Quaid. No, Randy Quaid. Yeah, he blocked me too. That's funny because he uh, he liked the tweet, followed you, and then blocked you. Well, it doesn't surprise me uh, because knowing the political differences there, and he's kind of uh, as far as far on the right as you could possibly get right now. But, yeah, that's why he blocked me, too. He, he, I don't think he followed me. He just blocked me. <laughs> um, I followed Randy Quaid and then blocked him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a fucking crazy bastard. If, if you send it to Bisbee, somebody will smoke it or drink it. Well, I wasn't planning on sending it to just any place downtown Bisbee. <laughs> I was planning on send, hoping, not planning, hoping to be able to send it to the fun house and get, I don't know, as a kind of like a local headquarters where some people go, especially on Sundays, <laughs> that they might be able to sign it, have access to more people. Because let's, let's face it, if I sign it and I get like uh, Richie Canada to sign it or Richie Blackmore to sign it here locally, it doesn't have all that much value to the people who care most about Andy and are trying to help with this cause. What would help is if uh, Dan Stughope uh, signed it, but I'm not even asking for that, but just the people in his world uh, and who might be inclined to be in at the Funhouse at some time and maybe some of the podcast guests or something like that signed it. That would make a... Uh, a big difference to somebody who wanted to buy the guitar. Now, the guitar that I'm auctioning off, the value of it really in in the real world is $500 or less. But what makes it, what would make it more attractive and might bring the bidding up is having some people sign it, some people that they uh, look up to or admire and uh, fans of. So hopefully uh, we can find a way to make that happen. Anyway, enough of that. Uh what is insane, Christine? Christina, uh, uh, the Randy Quaid stuff. He's he's insane. I will give you that. Uh, a Dave Rader guitar is going to be a signed guitar. No, um, I don't know if that's a joke, but I think for some people, people who are fans of Doug's podcast, I think it would be it would add value to it, whether it would be priceless. But I think it would add value to it. Uh, people who are fans of the Doug Stanhope podcast, they see uh, a authentic signature of Dave Rader, not just Matt Napo forging Dave Rader's signature on there, uh, which would, to would totally suck. But the real Dave Rader actually signing it, I think that would mean something to people. And they would probably pay a, more, a few more dollars for that than not uh, a guitar that doesn't have that on it. Um, anyway. It's a nice guitar, don't get me wrong, but it would be worth more for because I'm thinking that, you know, we're not going to have a lot of guitar players looking to get needing a new guitar to tune in and think I'm going to get a deal on it. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Andy. Uh, uh, I 
probably not more it's not morning for you good afternoon andy uh great to have you here thanks for coming uh for those who are just uh, anybody who's just late joining the party uh guinness book of world records to a major um monkey wrench in the in the plans for uh this week the there's a, a gentleman in india who is claiming the longest uh continuous live stream uh record at 45 hours and 46 minutes guinness i guess he's paid the five grand or maybe he didn't the price was different from him for him because he's an individual individual not a company but he's listed in the guinness book of world records as of uh this week and uh, and the, the live stream that he did was a while ago but they just verified it this week or i get maybe just paid the fee anyway for me to own the record now i gotta add six hours to the thing so we're still planning on ending it at 1 p.m saturday night and the kind of revised plan is this and the end the the entertainment portion of the show end the show at 1 1 a.m saturday morning here my time eastern time and then at that point it'll be 6 a.m. in in the UK, uh, and we'll still have six hours to kill. So we'll go to noon in the UK. Uh, on the West Coast, it starts at 10 p.m., and we'll go to what 4 a.m. Want to have an after party, well, kind of like the Zoom meetings that uh, people have held with lots of people on. Just putting the link out completely to anybody who wants to join. And who knows? You know, that time of night. Who knows? But it is the weekend, Friday night into Saturday. But having a after party open to the public, open to anybody who wants to join and give them put the link out there on social media as of one a.m. Saturday morning, and just wild west, uh, whatever goes goes for another six hours. So to get the record. Now the other part of that is uh, the last part of it is Guinness Book is definitely uh, extorting me a little bit. They want five grand for me to be listed in the book and i i said you know if i'm going to pay five grand i just throw it into the donation to go fund me <laughs> rather than give it to guinness book world records just to have them listed uh, i figure you know what i can i could just say i i got the world record knowing i'm telling the truth about it rather than have guinness book pay five five grand to have guinness uh listed for me and so they verify it people who need to verify it will be there but I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on that. I might, I might buckle under and give them the five grand. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta think this over. I'm conflicted on it, but I am weighing all the opinions on that. And if one of the hosts dies during the uh, pod, I expect you to keep the corpse on camera till the end. No, uh, that's that's a promise. I promise. And especially if, if, if it's gonna be anybody, more likely to be me. And so. Why not? I mean, I'll just die in this chair where people think I've never left this chair anyway, according to <laughs> according to some uh, comedians who uh, who have never and and general public, I guess, who have never seen me in any setting other than the rectangle that you're looking at right now. This is the whole of my existence. So if I die here and, and nobody's to push the button to make it stop, I will definitely have the world record. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the never-ending stream of watching a dead guy until the coroner discovers the body, or my wife discovers the body and calls the coroner and says, oh, I just thought he was there doing what he does, his, his silly little podcast thing. And uh, turns out he's dead. Uh, and then she would be on the phone to the insurance company saying, okay, 
I'm ready. This is what this is why I married the fucking guy in the first place. Where's the payoff? <laughs> um, anyway. I don't think Jamie or a call will die. Well, although if I had to pick a second guess, I'd probably go a call. Sorry, call. Uh, but um, Jamie's Jamie has a a wife and kids to live for, and lives a far less likely to die uh, lifestyle just because of that. Men who are married and have children are far. Uh, likely to survive longer than men who live alone and fall down and hit their heads when they're drunk. Anyway, so I know I well, you should see the full impression with the visuals. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Um, or well, you didn't hear my impression of, of the the dumb guy in Virginia. <laughs> If you die, we can use Alex Trebek's final expense insurance policy for the Guinness people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the wife is never going to uh, give a penny. Once that insurance money comes, forget about it. That money is gone. That money's going all into our Bitcoin. Uh, but I want to die. So do I. Well, that's what I'm, I'm asking for the asteroid to hit actually at the end of the show. At the end, or as soon as the record is broken, I'm ready for the asteroid. Of course, as I said, if by some hook or crook, and this is really, it's beyond um, far-fetched that Jeff will be able to hook me up with David Letterman, <laughs> uh, then I might want to live just to be, have bragging rights that I had Letterman on my podcast when so many other people want him and can't get him. And I'm going to have his best friend on the podcast again for a second time. Um, it's possible. If Matt dies, oh, you guys are, you, you're already in the, again, I, I, I'm not sure if I needed to tell you this, Jamie and Carl, but I don't have to send you links anymore to join the daily podcast. You have the links to the administrative stuff. So if I die, you are Mind Dog TV. Well, whatever that means, it means really nothing. I mean, you inherit all the costs and <laughs> you inherit a bunch of angry sponsors, I guess. Uh, who, oh, by the way, I should play <laughs> angry sponsors. Um, speaking of angry sponsors, I hope this doesn't become one final Jonestown podcast. Well, we've had, the you know, the first Andy episode I had was the, the show to end all Jonestowns, I think. So that would be appropriate, wouldn't it? The Mind Dog TV experience. <laughs> I have to play the, the sponsors part because if I don't, uh, I'm a bad guy. So please just hang with me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to play the, the, the sponsors. The, we are sponsored today by uh, Koa Coffee, best coffee in America, uh, as rated by Forbes in their uh, top 10 coffees of the world. This is rated number one in America and probably five in the world, six in the world, something like that. Koa coffee grown on the slopes of a volcano in Hawaii. I'm drinking, what am I drinking? The Kua premium, premium reserve, co uh, whole bean coffee. Uh, I should show this before we go to the spot here. This is what I'm drinking this morning. What does it look like? It looks like that. That's what it looks like. 
Ooh, why did I take me out of here? Anyway, get me back on the screen there. I don't know why it goes through the lady in the uh, the background spot when I show the coffee, but that's the coffee I'm drinking right now. We are sponsored by Koa Coffee, and here, here they are. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality, and their awards proven. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. Minddogtv.com slash coffee. Check it out, folks. Koa Coffee. Best coffee in America. Of course, America uh, is not the place for coffee. <laughs> Don't piss on the sponsors. I have to remind myself, uh, I always have something negative to say about everything. Man, don't say anything negative about this. I'm just thinking, Columbia is the place for coffee, right? Shut up. Shut him up. Anyway, uh, coffee brand enhances male virility, possibly, uh, but hasn't taken effect yet. But they've only been with us for a week, uh, two weeks, something like that. Uh, so I, I haven't seen any uh, extra uh, bounce in the, in the old uh, male organ yet, but it's possible. I will tell you, it definitely helps with um, pushing out the other end. Just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, like that's any less uh, vulgar than just talking about my dick getting hard. I don't know. Um the thing, the copy, I want to ask about this, though. It says, in the copy, it says they're um, with aloha. Now, I always thought aloha meant hello and goodbye. Does it mean love or something? I got to look that up in Hawaii because it says with aloha. Like, what the fuck is that? I, with hello? With, with goodbye? Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Delivered to your door with aloha. Oh, I guess when they say hello, when they deliver this stuff, or and goodbye. <laughs> Here's your coffee. Hello, here's your coffee. Goodbye. Aloha, aloha. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm on a on board the love boat. What the music? Uh, that's that's my music. You hurt you hurt my feelings there a little bit. No, I'm like I'm only kidding. Uh, my feelings don't ever get hurt by that. Is, is that what made you feel like the love boat though? Uh, <laughs> Kelly said. Uh, <clears throat> You sold that coffee to her. I did? Well, uh, I think it was Andy who sold the coffee to her by saying it enhances male virility. She's probably like, yeah, Jamie could use some of that. <laughs> and we know because we've seen you in the shower. Um, coffee will make you round by the bins. We could always count on Carl for his insight. Thank you. Um, I, tonight... You know, I wanted to cancel my shows today, this whole week. 
Uh, but I didn't. So we got coffee with the dog Tuesday and Wednesday. But this afternoon, I have Jen Nash, who uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern time, Jen Nash, who's a business coach and a personal development coach, who I've had on the program before, pretty lady. And she offered me a free coaching session. And it was, I, I'll be honest with you, uh, I was inspired by the coaching session, but being a child that I am and immature and very um, anti-authority, anti-discipline, just a fucking loser that I am. <laughs> I didn't stick to the plan. Uh, an hour plan, uh, coaching session with her uh, basically came down to, I need to, uh, ironically enough, cancel all my daytime shows for the month of January, my uh, 1 p.m. show, so that I could finish writing the book, dedicate four hours a day to writing the book. Little did I know that she was one of those or who had already been uh, scheduled for a daytime show. So I'm having that daytime show today. Obviously, I haven't followed through on that. And I've thrown this whole pot thing into the mix now, which is taking more time away from writing the book. So obviously, um. I'm an undisciplined, uh, and coaching isn't for me. And we, we knew that uh, um, coaching wasn't for me to begin with. But that, uh, I will say the experience of the coaching session was pretty inspiring. I felt inspired. I felt like I was going to get things done. Anyway, she'll be with me at 1 p.m. today, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how coaching failed me, even though um, I'm not looking to discourage people from getting involved with her, but I just want to let people know the, the truth about Coaching is not for everybody, and if you're like me, if you're like me, you should see a doctor immediately, uh, but coaching is probably not for you, coaching of any kind, and I know a lot of people, I had uh, a friend on, uh, a podcasting friend, Gary, who just, the word coach sets him into a fucking rage. He just hates life coaches, personal development coaches, coaches, business coaches, any of that. We not want anything to do with it. Then tonight at 8 p.m., I have Maddie Fogg. Maddie, M-A-D-I-F-O-G-G, Fogg. She's a model, very pretty young lady. Uh, and we'll talk about, this is, this is going to be, and the, the liberal people are going to hate me for saying this. The, the subject of this program is the power of saying yes to opportunities. And we'll talk about, Women and being a beautiful woman, beautiful woman in today's world, pretty, all that stuff, physical beauty and a woman. Now, I know here's what gets politically uncomfortable for to even say this, but it, I have to be honest and speak my truth about how I feel about things. We, I, and I'm not disagreeing that in the business world and in Oh, we have we're getting a call. Um, uh, let me. Hello, you're on the, the air with the dog. Good morning, Mister Z. Hey, what's up, Matt? How you doing? Michael, I'm doing well. How, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You didn't have your number up on the screen, but I'm driving, so I didn't want to watch. I think you can call any time, my friend. Uh, if I yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm naked or or, or uh, doing something really uh, obscene, I won't pick up. That's that's the rule. <laughs> cool. Well, you you know what? I called because you were talking about my favorite place on earth, uh, which is Hawaii. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it is 
quite an amazing place. And actually, they are known for coffee. There's this amazing uh, trip that I did where you drive up to the top of this volcano, uh, Haleakala, uh, at like three in the morning uh, in this van with like 50 other strangers. And uh, you get to the top and you're above the cloud line. And you would you view the sunrise from above, above the cloud line, and it's like the most amazing thing. And then you spend the rest of the day riding a bicycle down this volcano, and then you come across the coffee fields. I remember that very vividly. So I was wow. like, you know what? I'm going to call. I'm going to call. Wow, cool. Uh, well, I appreciate that. You know, I have been to Hawaii, but that wasn't part of my experience there. Last time I was in Hawaii, I was like, I think, 16 years old. So. Uh, my my memory of it is smoking a lot of weed on the beach. <laughs> well, that's what, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and I don't, I don't think coffee was an obsession with me yet by that point in my life. But no, I appreciate that, right. and I appreciate the the uh, boost for the sponsors because sometimes I just don't know when to shut up, and I end up saying negative stuff about my own sponsors. Um. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to point that out, but um, but I, I did want to say um, I'm super excited. You you have inspired me um, so much, and I mean, I was do I I'm doing the live stream of consciousness with Jesse. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about also coming on, uh, you know, for the podathon. Um, but uh, just watching you and and just some feedback from some of some people who watch the show, you know, telling me that I should kind of break off and do my own thing. I created uh, my own thing, and I'm, I'm calling it. I'm, I don't like even calling it a show because it's just really kind of going to be, I think, spontaneous. Not necessarily like a scheduled thing, although I'll probably have a scheduled variation of it as well. But it's called the moment, and it's really just about this right here, the moment, like just having these conversations, you I know, get, online. I get it. I, I saw. And then, I saw last night uh, that something was up about that, uh, that you had that posted or something. I was like, what, what, what did they rebrand it or something? What's going on here? So thanks for clearing that up. What, can, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you up. So tell us about it. No, it's just, it's just my new thing. I have, I have, like I said, I've been inspired by you just because you're a great conversationalist um, and, and really, um, I think, part of what's been missing in in the world right now in humanity you know what's what's going so wrong is is our ability to connect to each other um everybody's everybody's kind of on this vibration of being on the defense and and no matter what anybody has to say whether it's about politics or the vaccine or about this or that everybody's ready to fight and um i'm just loving connecting and and conversations are are doing that and this platform is doing that so yeah big, uh, you big know, part of it a big part of it is is being generally interested if somebody disagrees with me i am generally in, interested in hearing why why do you feel that way why why do you think i'm wrong and right. with genuine genuine interest because um you know we like to think that we're right about stuff. We get we develop opinions, and we're certain we're right about it. I think we need to lose that and say, how many times have I been wrong about things in my life? Could I possibly be wrong about this as well? Because if I think if right, any of us right. look at our history in our entire lives, there's a lot we've been wrong about. 
<laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, sure. and and you know what? And and I think that just being able to say that and look at it is is the only way to make it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I appreciate your um optimism you seem to be, uh, be full of optimism about all this stuff and uh and humanity in general and as i've said a couple of times i'm just waiting for the asteroid to hit man i really am <laughs> I, I you know what and, I, and i'm go ahead i'm with you there i'm not i'm, I'm not going to deny that you know that that's you know listen the 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 optimism comes from kind of the idea of infinite possibilities so that's certainly part of infinite possibilities right yeah there was an article yesterday some scientist came out with some uh death is death is an illusion it's not real uh, so tell that to the people does that mean bob saget's gonna be doing a show tonight death is not real i want <laughs> right tell us that somebody some that people who are gonna die right how death is not real or, or, or whoever who just lost their husband or wife last week and they're sitting at a, a dinner table without the, uh, the other person there tell them that death is an illusion there that's a what, what are you on the LIE? Right. Are you? In, I am. I'm on the LIE. I'm on. A, I'm I, on exit 55 right now. I'm heading towards uh, Titan Studios. Sound, sound you like to, you just uh, hit a, a pothole. Yeah, what I'm doing over there as well. <laughs> oh, I did. It sounded like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, well, thanks for calling. You gotta, you gotta definitely uh, pick a time, man, and, and get on this uh, schedule for for the potathon, whenever it is that you know. If you want, I can. Uh, if you send me, text me an email address at some point in the day. I will share. Uh, I'll send you a share of the spreadsheet that's scheduling, and you can just look it over and pick your time. All right. Cool. Yeah, I saw you were showing that before. That's that's cool, and and I don't even mind if I could uh, stay up uh, to some obscure time, filling up one of those obscure spots. But I'm usually in bed by like midnight. You know, yeah. I, I'm sorry to. to <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, before I let you go really quickly, I'm sorry I had to bail. I would bail during your, you had the floor during the SIE thing the other day. But I wanted to put out to some of oh, those. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to put out to some of those people that uh, they're welcome to come on and do a, a, a musical performance on the show. But it would be one at a time, not try to do a sync like a jam on, on a stream thing. Because I know that's impossible. Right, right. No, I knew that was going to be a disaster. But uh, <laughs> you know what? That's SIE is good at handling disasters like that and just kind of making the best of the moment. So it, uh, it still worked I, out. You when know? I saw that picture, I thought, man, that must have been an echo chamber of insanity, man. <laughs> <laughs> five, yeah. five or six people playing guitars and singing at once on a streaming thing in different locations. Uh, everybody, in, everybody in a little bit of a different time uh, warp there. It must have been really, really hard to listen to, but... Anyway, I appreciate it, you know what it was exact. It was exactly how you describe it. Right. <laughs> well, I appreciate the call. I'll be talking to you later on in the week, some sometime. Cool, man. Have a good day, brother. You too, bye. Mike's in, folks. Uh, live stream of consciousness, and now the moment. Where was I before he called? Talking about Maddie Fogg and models and this whole dynamic of power and. Uh, my position here is that I understand in business and in, in the world in general, there are a lot of advantages to being a man. It is a man's world in a lot of ways. But I look at power in a whole different way. And I think women from 
bygone eras understood this in a way that the modern woman has lost lost complete understanding of is it in S&M hey what do I know about S&M well I, I researched it a little bit <laughs> I've researched S&M from the psychological standpoint and most I mean almost all of people who uh, clinical uh, psychologists who explore the whole dynamic in S&M the power really lies with the submissive. Uh, the submissive really controls where and through the use of safe words and all that kind of stuff. But the submissive controls the behavior. I think women underestimate the power of letting the foolish man be the front person while she retains power uh, from behind the scenes. And we've seen Eleanor uh, Roosevelt, very powerful woman, Franklin D. Roosevelt, took all the credit for it. But the real power behind the throne, and I mean, you can go down the line with this stuff. Power. What does power mean? And I think I wrote a song uh, about it that, you know, women don't understand the power they have uh, over men. Men, listen, men will do some pretty foolish things, they'll do just about anything. For the right woman a woman knows a man's uh trigger points how to control him she has power over him i and anybody who denies that is probably uh single a single guy who doesn't have a woman in their life has <laughs> not married uh and, and has been strong enough to resist the control of a woman because <laughs> i think most men even if men who are dominant in their household and run their household like a dominant old school male if they are honest and looking at the situation there's a lot of power a lot of real power in the feminine side of, of the uh relationship so i'm going to be talking about that tonight with a very pretty young woman who um taking control of her own destiny and is talking about uh the power of saying yes to opportunities and how that has changed her life but those opportunities let's face it folks the opportunity she said yes to would not happen to a uh, an ugly old man like me wouldn't even happen to a pretty young man somebody you know a handsome young man who is uh in the prime of his life not going to get those same opportunities to travel the world making great money, seeing most exotic places in the, in the world, just for wearing clothes and getting your picture taken to sell merchandise. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily the end goal for everybody and everybody should want that life. Just saying, you know, there are powerful power plays within the feminine and the submissive side of, of life that modern feminism has erased from society. And I know... Man, I know I can imagine people listening to these words are probably saying, you're an out-of-touch old sexist. I am a sexist. Um, misogynist. You want you want call me whatever you want. I am that. Bred into that, born into that. I see women as um objects. I definitely do. Uh, I try to my my best to keep that in check. And understand that each woman is a human being and an individual and a, a, a mind of her own. 
She got a mind of her own, and she used it. Uh, and there, there's that part of it. But on the other side of it, if I'm being honest, I can't look at a woman and say, and say I'm not objectifying her in some way, saying, wow, she's got pretty eyes, she's got pretty tits, she's got pretty legs, whatever it is. It happens. It's part of it's part of the human experience. If you're a heterosexual male, each woman that presents herself to you is another chance at appreciating her physical beauty. And if she doesn't have any, it's another chance at re- rejecting her physical beauty. Whatever it is, we objectify them. And any guy who, I don't care how liberal you are, how far... Um, how woke you are, how developed you are as far as your humanity goes. If you deny that there is some aspect of that, for at least for heterosexual males, I would argue that even for half of the people on the non-heterosexual side of society, half those men who are either by or riding the fence or by curious or whatever you call that, they are subject to the same the same weaknesses about a beautiful woman, the same uh, prejudices, the same uh, caveman mentality that is bred into us about how we look at women and how we treat women. No doubt about it. And I think if you're not honest about that right up front, you lose a lot of credibility when it comes to trying to make, and I'm I'm definitely for women's rights and and understanding that equal opportunities for women and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, I am definitely on that side of it, and I I understand that. I just want to be clear about that. But I do think there is power in having a vagina. <laughs> it's like having it's like having a magic get out of jail free card in a lot of, a lot of cases. Listen, how many I know this is this is true because I've known I've had girlfriends who've done this. I got out of a, a a speeding ticket because they put on the magic act, the the hypnotic um um, tease for a male officer without ever having to do anything about it, just put on the air of femininity to get out of a speeding ticket. A guy can't do that. So there's power in, in femininity. And I think it would be really helpful to women to re- recognize that honestly. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, they recognize it when they do it. They recognize that they have this power over men, but keeping it and making like it doesn't exist, keeping it in the dark, does not help the cause of um, of women in general, women's rights. I'm going to end that segment there. But that's, Maddie Fogg will be with me at 8 p.m. tonight. If you're interested in that kind of conversation and have some input and want to have something to say about it, you can join me at 8 p.m. Eastern on Mind Dog TV podcast, and I'd love to have you there. What else is happening in the world worth commenting on today? Uh, I'm getting seeing a lot of stuff about baseball. People are getting uh, psyched for baseball already. Oddly enough, I'm not a, a, a sports fan at all anymore. I don't follow professional sports at all. Haven't for 
It's going on my 14th year, 2008, September uh, uh, 21st of 2008. September 21st of 2008 was the last time I watched it. No, September 28th, I'm sorry, of 2008 was the last time I watched any sporting event. September 21st of 2008 was the day I got married. (laughs) It's not a coincidence there. Uh, In some respect, it is. Um, Married a week uh, and this is how I remember the date. I was married a week when uh, a baseball game made me lose my temper and uh, ruined my day. And I didn't want to be that person in front of my new wife to be the guy who lets something as trivial as a baseball game seen on television affect who he is in the moment, affect his day, affect how he lives his life, affect his mood, affect his well-being, uh, and, and just walk around in a bad mood. Because I, I lived with that with my father and my brother and uh, even my mother to a certain extent. Let's sport, uh, we had to in my house. I've, I've gone over several times in, if you watch the Mind Dog TV podcast. My father was a bookie. And so sporting events played a big role in finances. We were rich or poor, depending on how teams did every week. Uh, so there was a lot of that. But I didn't want to be the that person for my new wife to say, oh, look, he's going to be watching games, and I have to really walk on eggshells hoping his team wins because if they don't, he's going to be a, a miserable bastard. So on September 28th, when that happened to me, September 28th, 2008, I found myself losing my temper, getting ready to punch a television. <laughs> and I said, you know, this is not the me I want to be in my new life. I screwed up one marriage before. <laughs> I don't want to screw up another one. And this is not the person I want my wife to see. And I better make some changes now. And uh, ended up, I did punch the television. But I punched it right out of its existence and got rid of all the television and said, no more cable TV in the house. <laughs> no more cable TV news. No more sporting events. Nothing that is going to trigger me into being the kind of person I don't want to be. I don't recommend that for anybody, everybody. Uh, for some people who, if you have the, the kind of live or die with your team mentality that I had at that time, it's a healthy thing. It's a healthy thing to throw away. But again, not not saying not saying that everybody should do that. Just if, if you are in that position where I was, where. You're just a prick to live with, prick to know, prick to be, because your team lost. Maybe it's time to get away from that, step away, step back from the fucking football. I really admire those people who can have, who can watch football and not let it affect, or, or basically any sport, and not let it affect their mood, not let it affect who they are after the game. Too many people from my upbringing Man, if if the Giants lost, <laughs> or if the team that was uh, had the most money riding on it lost, and now we have to sell the house <laughs> this week, uh, that was a huge thing. Um, good cola coffee. I'm glad Michael uh, called in and uh, let me know about his experience on the side of the volcano. I wonder if it's the same volcano. I think I, they named the, the volcano Mono in the copy, the Mono Loa, whatever it is. Um, 
again, my my experience in Hawaii was uh, much different. You know, Kevin Mazer, photographer to the stars. Kevin, if you don't know Kevin, there's a behind the scenes, uh, behind the music, VH1 behind the music, dedicated completely to Kevin and his work. Uh, Pat, Kevin has been a photographer to the biggest rock stars in the world, rock and pop stars and anybody in music. Since I want to say 1978, 79, when he graduated uh, high school, um, good friends with people like Paul McCartney. Elton John is uh, very good. He's also uh, created a movie called Celebrity, Cell, Cell, S E L L, Liberty, about the paparazzi and their uh, place in photography and how. He gets to the front of the line above the paparazzi because all these celebrities trust him and know him so well. Kevin will be with me during the Potathon. He has not picked the time yet. I'm going to have to get him on. Uh, and we'll be talking about some of his classic photographs and uh, the stories behind them. Uh, but why I brought him up is his wife. He's got he's got a very uh, attractive younger younger wife who is uh, born and bred in Hawaii. And has a whole uh, experience there, and great stories, and great tradition about um, Hawaii, and understands the culture there. Very, she, you know, a daughter of a hippie who went to Hawaii for very much the same reasons I did when I was 16 years old. The lure of great marijuana and beaches. Um, interesting enough, I'm one of the uh, Dan Stughope. Uh, <laughs> Zoom meeting parties. Uh, hey, good morning, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, uh, good to see you here. I just want to say, if you would like to join the Potathon just to do a song or two, I'm having a lot of uh, musicians uh, come on just to do a song or, or two. It's a you know, it's not a long, it's not a long interview type of thing. Uh, basically, Brother Dave will be doing a couple of songs. Uh, Karen Bella will be doing a couple of songs. MTS Records is sending probably about five or six artists to do a couple of songs. Kermit Apoy will be doing some songs. If you would like to, Jeremy, uh, I will send you the time slots that are available. All we're looking for is really 10 minutes, a couple of songs. Uh, and no pressure if you don't want to do it, but I, I'm just putting it out there as an invitation if you want to be part of this uh, record-breaking 46-hour. He says he's in. That was easy enough. All right. I don't have to continue continue with the sales pitch then. He's in. All right, I'll send you times uh, times that are available uh, after the program today. Uh, it'd be very cool, cool to have you as part of the show. Uh, what was I on before I went to that? Oh, Kevin's wife and her uh, stories on Hawaii, and then I was talking about the uh, Dan Stughope. <laughs> I'm gonna, I gotta stop calling him that because it's gonna, uh, I'm gonna end up doing it and, and be disrespectful to the guy. Um, Doug Stanhope's when he had the Zoom meeting, he had one. This is weird. Kevin was here. Uh, <laughs> Apio, Apioi, Apioi. That's how you pronounce it, Kermit Apioi. Thank you, Andy. He will be d here doing a couple of songs and uh, and maybe maybe a little uh, joking around too. Uh, but on during the, the Stanhope um, Zoom meeting thing, we had hundreds of people on. I was sitting here. Kevin was here with me just an hour before that thing started and gave me a picture. And 
I had put it up right in front of me and was on the, the Zoom meeting with Stanhope. And somebody in who he has fans come on and talk for a little bit, and he commented on somebody's teeth. He said, look at the size of the teeth on this guy. And he was going off, and he said, they remind me of David Bowie or Billy Corgan with the uh, Billy Corgan for the Smashing Pumpkins with this great big smile. And I'm sitting here looking at the picture that Kevin just gave me, a signed picture because we just did his uh, uh, presentation for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of a classic, iconic picture that he took of David Bowie and Billy Corgan at David Bowie's 50th birthday party. And they both have this huge smile on their face. Now, Stanhope can't see that. He's talking to this guy, talking about how his smile reminds him of David Bowie and Billy Corgan. I'm just like, wow, is that the biggest, weirdest fucking coincidence I've ever... Kevin just gave me the picture an hour before that. I'm staring at the picture, and he brings up... I mean, when I think of big teeth, David Bowie and Billy Corgan would not be the my first reference on that. I don't know who would. Maybe Tony Robbins. <laughs> or see Tony Robbins. But it just, it was just so weird, and it still sticks with me, and the picture's over there. I'm gonna, But we'll be talking about Kevin, some of the stories behind some of Kevin's classic photos. I mean, some of these things that you've seen. I don't uh, think Mishka is uh, too fond of me, Andy. I I would reach out to uh, Mishka, and I think uh, I would would be very happy to have him on. I don't know. I think he's one of these guys. And maybe because I think what happened, uh, if you don't mind... uh, uh, reaching out, Craig, that would be fine. Uh, but I uh, think Mishka, Mishka's kind of like Inman with this, um, and I don't know him, so I shouldn't say this. He, I get the impression that he's kind of like Inman with the um, feeling slighted when it's not necessarily slighted. I was part, I was a Patreon uh, on, on Mishka for a uh, Patreon page for a while. And wasn't in love with the content, and I just stopped paying for it. I think he got pissed because he blocked me, like on Twitter, like three days later. So I, I stopped being a patron on his, and I guess he co- kind of got hurt by that. It's just like he was putting out pictures of him with with his cat and stuff, and I was like, uh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I, I'd like to support you and stuff, but what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just being a cheapskate at the time, but I just felt like, you know what? whatever reason i i stopped being um a patreon and i think that pissed them off so uh if you want to reach out good morning mark how's things in russia today uh if we understand the question (laughs) anyway thanks for being here but if you want to reach out to mishka i would love to have mishka come on and do a song uh or two or uh share some stories and all that stuff maybe it'd be better if you can tell him he could come on with um call or jamie if he doesn't like the dog for some reason or he's you don't have to mention that the whole patreon story you can't can i don't i'm not saying don't but whatever his reluctance might be uh just with the caveat that we he has to wear a shirt (laughs) now i actually i take that back he doesn't have to wear a shirt but no no cats no cats I think that's a, a fair stipulation. No fucking cats on the program. We want, we're going to have enough lizards and snakes. We don't need cats. Um. Anyway, but no, I'm, I would love to have Mishkan. The more, the merrier. More entertainment 
value to make this thing fucking epic. I'm going to have to uh, practice. Kermit Apioi. 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 Make sure I don't get that wrong. Uh, Andy, uh, if you're still listening, you're still there. If there's any, and I know, God, I hate to even impose like this, but if there's any way, after your surgery is successful, if Delaney can reach out to anybody and let us know about it at some point, man, I'm not saying right away, but just <laughs> any point during Thursday or Friday when you're out of surgery and the doctors say, he did well, he's, he's okay. If we could let the world know about that, that would be a great thing. The Russian bear is always alive. Well, you say the Russian bear is always alive, but what about me and Matty roll a fatty, cruise the mile in my caddy. Pretty ladies everywhere. Here I am like Savoir Fair. Little Maureen, she's a cutie. Love the way she shakes her booty. Hey, baby, what you drinking? Got me thinking, maybe tonight. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, that's uh, Rockin' 45's Maybe Tonight. Uh I don't know why the Russian bear is always alive. Um, where were we? Oh, Mishka. And yeah, there are more, more than just Mishka too. There were other uh, people within the Todd Snyder. I still am hopeful of Todd Snyder. I haven't um, gotten a commitment from him yet, but I'm still hopeful we're going to get that to happen. Um I'm just checking my emails to see if he's gotten back to me today because I've been a real pain in the ass with people going after him three and four times and saying, listen, uh, guys, your biggest fan in the world. Do something. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than all of us. Help out and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully, uh, I'm still hopeful we'll get Todd Snyder on. i uh, got to reach out to some people in Nashville today. Um, I know we don't have a, a huge country music uh, fan base out there. Poor Hank Porter. Oh, and Hank Porter, one of these night, um, overnight periods that are going to be really empty. Uh, Hank Porter is going to make uh, an appearance uh, and do some original music. So that should be interesting, But speaking of country music. But some of our uh, Nashville friends I'm going to reach out to today, get them to take some spots up. This thing's going to get filled up. We're going we're gonna to have nonstop. Um, name, rec- you know, name recognition or interesting content going for the full forty hours or more, and then the after party for six hours to, to break the record. So, uh, and I'm leaning towards uh, the more I think about it, of keeping that five thousand dollars and not paying Guinness World Records, or maybe reapplying as an individual. Uh, I can't really do that though because there is a business behind it. If I'm being honest, I, and I have to be honest with them, because what they'll find out sooner or later anyway, right? So I have to be honest with them. Five grand is a lot of money just to be get your name in a fucking book. I'm sorry. I feel like it's extortion. And it's not like they're asking. If it was 500, I'd cough it up in a, in a heartbeat. So you know what? I wonder if they're negotiable. Like, hey, that's, that seems like a lot of money. What did the Indian guy pay? That's what I'm curious. What did he have to pay to get listed here? I don't know. If anybody's had it, you know, I know that Ralphie, when he was in the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, didn't have to pay a cent. <laughs> but that was for uh, something negative, and it didn't really want it to be. Why are your subtitles closed? I don't think they are. Uh, I don't think subtitles are closed. I think on the live stream, there's no subtitles yet because... How would they do that? 
I don't know how they would do that on a live stream. Yeah, I actually have to feed. There has to be an AI thing to to scan the text. Uh, and I don't know if, um, but we we don't close the the, the sub uh, closed captions and the subtitles. They they are available on the replay. They're just not necessarily on the live. And I'm not sure that YouTube has. I think you're watching on YouTube. I I'm not sure YouTube has the capability of doing that live. I'll look into it though. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Fucking senior moment again. I don't remember what I was talking about, and this is a terrible thing. Terrible, 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 terrible. Anyway, we'll have cooking. We'll have art demonstrations. We'll have magic. Some very top, some of the best sleight of hand uh, artists in the world, Jeff Altman, and possibly John Carney will be uh, on the program. Uh, and Jeff and I will be challenging the other. I have actually created an effect uh, <laughs> just for uh, Jeff Altman, a card trick that can be done in this format through me in my little box that I never leave, my studio apartment, <laughs> as, as Greg Jelly calls it, with uh, my wife sleeping under the desk and my uh, kitchen and dining room over here. Um, I will be doing a card trick for Jeff, and he will be doing one for me, uh, trying to create magic in a difficult, you know, I used to try to do magic on the radio. That was hard, doing because ma ma magic is such a visual thing. To be able to do it on the radio was always a difficult, um, a difficult task. Um and Jeremy, if you're still there, you, I'm sure you can attest to how stupid I look trying to do ma uh, magic on the radio. Uh, <laughs> but so this is uh, not quite as bad as radio, but uh, we have worked out something. Well, I think it should be interesting for folks to kind of, yeah, I don't probably have as many magic fans as we have uh, country music fans out there. So shirts off nipple to nipple. Uh, what, oh, because the fact. <laughs> I think the fat cook is sleeping next to <laughs> and Jeff. Now, uh, Jamie, you did it to yourself again. Uh, after It's like you never learned, folks. You, you first you put it out there that you're going to do the shower thing. Then I had to pressure you into doing the shower thing. And then yesterday, you start telling people that you're going to show your nipples. And now the pressure's on. You got to go. You got to do the Mishka thing. This would be good if we get Mishka on. Have them come on with Jamie, and they'll both be shirtless. And while Mishka's singing with the, with no shirt on and a cat on his lap, Jamie could be playing with his nipples on the other side. Oh, I'm just trying to uh, think out of the box here or into the box. Maybe they should put me in a box. Like Anyway, show's over, folks. We've got 10 minutes to go here. Not really over yet, but... Um, that's all I got for you today. And probably going to be more rambling like this for the next two days. Right now, I am just hyper. And I'm mailing in both these interviews today, by the way. Jen Nash at 1 p.m. on the Mind Dog TV podcast and Maddie Fogg at 8 p.m. I'm pre pretty much going to be, as they're answering questions that I have, I'm probably going to be thinking, I got to get Billy Wayne Davis to pick a time. I got I to get Christine Levine to pick a time. Mishka has a good body. Uh I, what do you mean by that? 
<laughs> what do you mean by that? Uh, I think Jason Fury and him are in a competition for um, the skinny man, um, skinny man, Mr. America, Mr. Universe, Mr. Skinny Universe, Mr. Thin Man, Muscle Man, uh, nipple showing contest. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I got to look into the the subtitles for the people in Russia. Who knew we'd get people in Russia on this thing? And I'm uh, uh, expecting the overnights uh, for the Potathon to have some people internationally. I know we're getting uh, large uh, numbers of people from Australia watching the morning program and some of the interview programs at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. They're watching them not live, but definitely watching them. I'm getting a lot of mail from there. And the stats show uh, Melbourne and Sydney are two of our biggest audience uh, magnets for uh, the, both the audio podcast and the video stream. So should be interesting. But I expect being up you know, for two two days straight, two full days, that those overnights will get some people from Australia, uh, maybe uh, South America, we get some people in Brazil and Chile tuning in. Uh, where else do we have big audience? We have a big audience in Spain and France for some reason. Uh, I guess they they speak English a lot over there. Uh, and the Philippines, huge in the Philippines. Um, it seems like everybody in the Far East, every single person in the Far East is a podcast promoter. On my LinkedIn uh, profile every single day. My mailbox is full with people who want, want me to uh, pay them to promote my podcast every single day. And you would think with that many of them out there, they'd be a little bit negotiable on some of these things because they they send rate cards and it's just like, whoa, man, you're getting paid a lot of money or, or you're you're desperate for a lot of money thinking Americans are all stupid and just going to pay you to to hook up a bot so i think my numbers are bigger than they really are uh that kind of situation but you would think they'd be under with so many of them millions and millions of podcast promoters they would be undercutting each other as far as price but no you would think that but you would be wrong you'd be very wrong you'd be as wrong as call men at a uh playboy bunny uh party or something Vodka or whiskey? Which do you prefer? Whiskey. Although, I like a, a vodka and tonic every once in a while. I wouldn't, I'm not one of these guys who can drink vodka straight. I could never do shots of vodka. I've seen people do shots of vodka. I drink whiskey straight. I do, uh, I drink sip whiskey on the rocks. Uh, I'm definitely a, a whiskey guy, far more of a whiskey guy uh, than vodka at this point and actually i kind of like gin even more than vodka i know that in in russia that probably sacrilege <laughs> but um i don't know gin, gin seems to give i have a better a better high for me and you know i was thinking about this the other day watching brett brock do his thing. Brett Brock is an artist who's done many posters for a lot of people. He's done artwork, both for, uh, for so many comedians in Stanhope and Kreischer. He did the thing for The Last Shot. Uh, he did um, that iconic um, 
image, which is kind of disturbing, of, of young Andy uh, with the Betamax machine. Fucking great poster, uh, great artwork. Kind of a disturbing poster for the content, but great artist, Brett Brock. And, but watching him do his art stuff, and he's going to be here for an hour doing the art during the partisan. He does it while drinking. Now, drinking has never brought out the creative energies in me. Uh, I like, don't get me wrong, I like a, uh, a nice cocktail every once in a while. But as far as if I, substance that uh, fuels my creativity has always been marijuana and coffee. <laughs> uh, and I can't imagine having a few drinks and thinking, I got to write a song. Uh, there was a time, Mushrooms, the drummer in the band, this was in the day where husbands did not go, necessarily always go to the hospital <laughs> when their wives were delivering. Strange as it seems, we had a gig, and it was a nothing gig, too. The fucking place was empty. And the drummer's wife went into labor in the middle of the gig, and he decided to stick to the gig. But rather than go right to the hospital after the gig, he decided to break out the mushrooms that he had been waiting just for a special moment. And the band did these mushrooms. And uh, we went on stage. And, man, uh, definitely loud. We, I mean, to the point where we sent the bartender running out of the room holding his ears like blood was shooting out of his ears it was the loudest we've ever played and i'm sure there was nothing close to music happening <laughs> it was just a bunch of fucking noise uh so mushrooms uh, and psychedelics are definitely not um and i wonder i, I would love to know if andy had ever done a stand-up set on hallucinogens I I can tell you just from the little bit of experience trying to do music high on uh, hallucinogens, it was it was shit. <laughs> it was terrible from the audience perspective. It was wonderful for the guys doing it, even as we were destroying our own ear, hearing and everybody in the room. Uh, but I'm certain. I'm, thank God, there's no recording of it. I don't think it could have been recorded. The decibels, there was no way to capture that on uh, any kind of tape without, you know, destroying any kind of recording device. It was just that. How is a fish? How much is a fish? Uh, how much is a fish? You know what? Oh, look at that. The time is up. <laughs> how much is a fish? Uh, a lot, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, that's the program for today. Everybody uh, knows how to contact me. Uh, we'll be working feverishly trying to fill up the schedule. I will share the schedule with anybody who needs to uh, have it shared. I need email addresses to share the uh, Google spreadsheet with you right now. Um, maybe we'll just get it on the web page as soon as possible so that people can just see it there. Anyway, that's the show for today. Hopefully, see you tomorrow. Maybe you want to join me for one of the uh, interview segments today, 1 p.m., Jen Nash, uh, business coach, personal development coach. And then at 8 p.m., Maddie Fogg, supermodel, a gorgeous woman, gorgeous young woman, and watch me just trip over myself and, and objectify her while I'm asking her questions about uh, 
uh, the power dynamic between the genders. That should be an interesting one, though. Till tomorrow, I'm Matt Napo for the Mind Dog TV podcast and Coffee with the Dog. See you then. Bye for now.
listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me 